This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Joyful Courage Parenting Podcast, episode 93. everybody. Welcome back to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for information and inspiration on the parenting journey. I am your host, Casey O'Rourke, positive discipline trainer and parent coach. As always, I am thrilled and honored that you are listening in. If you find yourself laughing, taking notes, or excited about what you hear on the show today, please, please, please do me a favor and pay it forward. Share this episode with your friends, your family, neighbors, strangers at Starbucks, whatever. Your sharing is the reason that I'm able to show up for you each week, and I'm deeply honored to do so. My guest today is Carly Mentlick, a licensed counselor, teacher, yoga teacher, and a mom. She specializes in personal growth and social emotional development of girls. She's created innovative curriculum and programs to support tween girls and their parents, yay, on the journey to adolescence. Carly recently founded the Inner Rainbow Project to support her mission of helping all girls grow up confident, courageous, and connected to their true selves. Hi there, Carly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm so, so excited to get the chance to talk to you. And then as we start, please let the listeners know a little bit more about your journey of doing what you do. Yeah. um, I mean, so the, you know, when I think about the where the journey began, I really, you know, is myself as going Mm -hmm. through the process of being a tween girl, a teen, and going through my own personal development journey, um, you know, and having this passion um, not only working with tween girls, but, you know, as we'll talk about, I have a really special passion for working with, with that specific age group because of what happens at that, at that point of development. Um, and I've, you know, done all different kinds of things, uh, in being a teacher and a yoga teacher, all different ways of sharing this with, uh, not only girls, but, um, all boys, girls, all ages, um, but when I found out that I was going to be a mom, I decided that I wanted to have a new project and focus that could really hone in on my passion 
and also let me stay home um, mm -hmm. and be able to raise her. So that's how the Inner Rainbow Project was born and kind of, you know, what, what I'm doing right now, which, you know, always has that underlying mission of wanting to help people connect to, to who they truly are and be able to express that in the world. Awesome. I, that is hot on my mind right now, for sure. Raising my own daughter and son uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. What did you teach when you were a te like a school teacher? No, I never, they never, you know, let me into the public school system as a teacher. <laughs> I, I tried to get in there, um, but <laughs> I always taught, um, most recently, the business I had before this, I, I taught homeschoolers a lot oh, cool. um, and worked with homeschoolers. Um, and I always, I've taught gifted students a lot. That's where I started. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it was really a place where you're allowed to teach creative thinking and emotional thinking and really fun stuff that's you know, enrichment a lot of right. times. Um, and then I got really passionate about think, believing that that kind of learning needs to be available for everyone, not just people that have, you know, that gifted learning style. True um, and, that. Uh, yeah. Oh so, I mean, gosh. that's really what the foundation of everything I'm doing is here's all this learning that isn't, in schools that you don't yeah. have access to necessarily. So well, you need access to it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember when my daughter was in second grade and she was um, identified as a potential student who could move into our um, gifted program here in our home mm -hmm. district. And <clears throat> I went to the, this is totally a tangent story, but I'm oh, going to roll fine. with it. I, just, I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I went to the meeting, you know, the parent meeting and the two teachers were, you know, given their presentation and, and I was just so excited, right? Like very little seat time and child centered <laughs> and project based. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it occurred to me, why the hell is this only available mm -hmm. in two classrooms in our entire district? Like this is how every single classroom should, this should be the come yeah. from. And then I was just kind of angry. And then she didn't score high <laughs> enough, although she did really well, you know, and we didn't have to, you know, she stayed at her school and she, you know, carries on and does well in school. But, you know, yeah. And yeah, I am a former teacher. Bad. Yeah, I'm oh. a, I am. I'm a former school teacher and was allowed and honored to teach allowed. That's funny. I yeah. taught up in <laughs> one of the schools, like way up in the mountains. And so we were mm -hmm. just a three room schoolhouse. And there was like, at the time it was the early two thousands. There were no rules. Like oh, I got to show you know, up yeah, and oh my gosh, it was amazing. We had a dream team. It was so project based and it was so fun as the teacher to get to feel empowered right? Yeah. That I get to yeah. teach, I get to teach what the kids want to learn versus yeah. I have to follow some scripts. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I gravitated, yeah, towards gifted education. Cause I, that was the only place I knew at that time in mm -hmm. my knowledge of education that I had that chance to do right. that. Right. Got it. So, so. tell the <laughs> listeners a little bit more about what you've created. So why teen girl, tween, sorry, tween girls. Yeah. And what, what, how do you identify tween girls? How old are they? Um, well, the, it's always interesting of what it, it's more of like this developmental phase and that can happen, you know, a little mm -hmm. earlier and extend later for girls, but generally that 
like nine to 12 year olds sometimes again for mm. an eight year old. And then, you know, a 13 year old is kind of on that balance. But mm. that time in between where you're really in between childhood yeah. and adolescence, you know, you haven't hit that point of development where, you know, all that stuff with the research. Yeah, I know you've had podcasts about that too, like the teen brain and all that kind of stuff that the stormy teens and what right. happens then, you know? And so it's the time before that. Um, and something that really, um, got me interested and passionate and even knowing about the importance of that was in grad school when I worked with um, some amazing women, Niobe Way and Carol Gilligan, who were doing research. Um, uh, Carol Gilligan wrote a book called Meeting at the Crossroads, and it, it pinpointed this particular stage in development that they actually found from studying women's development. And they mm. said, let's travel back in time and find out when is it that girls start kind of covering over what they know and losing their authentic voice or being in danger of really losing their authentic voice. And that's where you see it. And in this research, they found out it was that time, you know, so that really sparked me to become fascinated with it. And it's also my favorite age. I don't know what age you taught, but it's my favorite age to teach boys and girls because it is like they're still going to be kind of into listening to you right away as opposed to a teenager who you have to like break the ice. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also really a lot you know, with all these guys, they're starting to get more complex thoughts and mm -hmm. uh, this, you can really do more. So it's one of my favorite ages to teach too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That eight, nine year old is the sweet spot. That's what I yeah. found in <laughs> teaching for sure. So you wrote when you, when you, um, when we started emailing back and forth, yeah. you wrote, my work focuses on helping prepare girls for that journey into the new stage, which is the teen years in advance. Yeah. I'm getting an image of a backpack and helping them fill the backpack with everything they need to go on that journey through adolescence to being a woman. Why, what do you feel like? And I, well, I'm, I feel like I'm jumping ahead. So I'm going to ask you, what do you feel like sure. twin girls need the most? And I heard you talk about yeah. authentic voice, but I also want to know, have you read Reviving Ophelia? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I studied girls development, so I had to read all of those right. kind of foundational. Yeah. That's right. a great one. And she one has of a new the... book too. That's great. I don't oh, know. Really? I, I believe so. Out. I could be lying. I don't, don't quote me on that. Well, it's both, <laughs> it's both fascinating and terrifying, right? Because yeah. they talk, she talks about, and I can't think of the author's name. Do you know the author's name? I'm do. blanking. Yeah. Okay. I... Um, she talks about, I'm going to, Look her up. There it is. I know, right? I was going to start doing it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, she talks about how the, um, you know, that transition, and it's like elementary to middle school, mm -hmm. right? That piece. Because I know where I am, kids are about 11. We have 6th, yeah. 7th, 8th grade. Right. And, yeah. and how girls can go from being like, you know, sporty, goofy, right? Mm -hmm. Authentically themselves, being pretty unaware of, and not all girls, but mm -hmm. generally sure. pretty unaware of how they're being seen into, and then they get thrust into this environment that is all about how do I look? And not yeah. like look, but what are people thinking about me? Yeah, like everything about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mary, Mary Pfeiffer. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, she deserves recognition. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. But yeah, so so when you think about that jump yeah. that girls are making, and maybe it's even just going fourth to fifth grade for the younger girls, 
Because that definitely, yeah. I noticed well, and that. That's why I'm saying it's not an age. It's it's sure. to me, it's exactly what you described. And when that when that when that hits, and it is a lot like depending. Almost sometimes it is happening. Like what? Where does you know? Sometimes sixth grade is middle school. Sometimes it's elementary school. Right. Like I bet that has a factor too in terms of how things are segmented. And then when you're thrust into that kind of middle school world, right? Um, but. What yeah, you- in terms of, yeah, what they need the most. Um, you know, I was talking about that backpack image, but I think that, you know, something that um, drew me to your work um, is something that I feel like is really aligned and that's really, really important is before what you put in the backpack, like having that foundation of the home and the roots to be mm-hmm. able to have that safe space where you can be yourself. You don't have to know exactly what that is yet or ever or what, you know, what it's all about and it can change, but a place where you really can have that because especially, you know, if you are going into a public middle school environment, you don't necessarily have that safe space, you know, right. uh, in terms of you, that's something I think is important too, is helping, you know, how do you create that for yourself? And the pockets you can find of that, you know, but to have that, that initial, uh, foundation of somewhere where you always know you can be yourself and explore yourself and, uh, be authentic, whatever that means to you. Yeah. Um, Oh my gosh. So true life moment right now, as you say that I'm thinking about, I know we're talking about girls, but I've got a tween son. I've got a tween son. And sometimes Sometimes he does the goofiest things. And I've noticed lately that I'm like, oh, God, don't do that in public. <laughs> and, and if I'm being totally honest, I yeah. may have even said that out loud. Yeah, I mean, And I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> I'm failing at the foundational. <laughs> My daughter doesn't talk yet. So I'm like a little bit like I have a lot. <laughs> she, she understands. But I mean, yeah, it's hard sometimes. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Right. Because, but I love that. I love that image. I love that reminder that this these four walls, I work from home, so I'm in my yes, house right now. Yes. <laughs> um, these four walls are a safe haven for my kids to show up however yeah. they need to show up. So thank you for that. Yeah. Well, I wanted to, you know, it's it's in my mind. And I know I saw today that you had interviewed her when she's that Rachel Macy Stafford. Mm, and I just saw um, a a blog she did where one of the like mantras or the things you can teach that I really felt like is beautiful is like, you can always come home, you know, and that's important to know and have established before you're a teen when maybe something can happen and you think you're not allowed to say it or, you know, whatever it is. So if you can get that foundation where they know that that's a safe place, no matter what they happen, no matter who they are and have that set, you know, when their brain starts getting like, no, they're not going to understand and no way, and no, you know, uh, it can, you know, really help against that. And for everyone who's listening, who's thinking to themselves about all the times that they perhaps shamed or guilted their children about their behavior and they're like, <laughs> like, like let it go. I'm doing the same thing in my mind. Just let oh, it go. Yeah. And remember yes. that every moment's a new moment. We would never get anywhere if we yeah. could. We, we would. Yes, absolutely. So I talk, mean, there's learning in that too. So, yeah, but, <laughs> definitely. That's a whole nother podcast. Actually, yeah, I already exactly. did it. It's called Shame. Oh, you should check perfect. it out with Lisa Fuller. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about having an authentic voice. Um, you mentioned that early on. Uh, one, what does that mean to you? Yeah. And two, how can we support our daughters? And this is so real for me, even though my daughter is not a tween. How can we support our daughters in developing this when so much of the world around them is telling them how to be, what to say, how to act, dress, 
you know, it goes on and on. Yeah, I mean, absolutely what you're saying. Like, even though she's not a tween, this is really for anybody, any yeah. a, an adult, you know, mm-hmm. working on what, what that is. Um, and so in terms of, like, what that, what it means to me, uh, it's just foundationally that connection to that that inner knowing like that this is what's true to me it doesn't always have to be the same but it's almost like a I don't know when I try to think of it it more it's like a feeling and like a knowing that you could like teach someone to connect to of like mm-hmm. what what is you know what does it feel like to have a feeling that you're connected to that truth you know um and in terms of supporting supporting it um you know one I think it's the freedom when I was thinking about this I thought of I don't remember exactly who the podcast was but you did one where it was something about I think it was more focused on teen girls and you said well you know it's always this be yourself be yourself but what if you don't know who that is yet like that's a lot pressure you know and it's it's the freedom yes that it's it to explore that and that being yourself can be not what has to be defined through all of those messages maybe sometimes it is maybe you naturally really like something that's mainstream or that's Mm -hmm. you know and maybe you absolutely don't you know and so the freedom to be able to have that and and, you know the access to to the things that are going to help you you know connect to that but I think you know the initial step is being able to connect with what does that feel like to be connected to your authentic voice and what does it feel like not to and I think that that's something that really even like any like a very small child you know what it feels like to just you know not be in your truth or something to not be right or sit right with you and um, starting from there can be really powerful I wonder how Okay, so I have so many things spinning right now because I'm thinking about, like, the image that's coming to mind is, like, up high is all of this insecurity, right? The insecurity about my, my, you know, if I'm a tween, my friends, things are changing, I don't like my body, or maybe I do like my body, and what does that mean about me? And, oh, my gosh, I'm noticing boys, (laughs) da-da-da-da-da. All of this is happening and we're responding to the world from that place versus like that. And what I'm, I'm just kind of playing with what you said versus mm-hmm. like being able to notice, oh, wait a minute, let me drop into and it's like literally my hands are in the air and I'm bringing one hand down towards my mm-hmm. belly. Like, mm-hmm. how, what does it feel like to drop? What is my, what do I really think or feel or yeah. believe about this? And I'm wondering, so you, so now it's like, oh, yes, because the eight, nine, 10, 11 year olds might have less going on up there at the top. Uh-huh. And so is, and, <laughs> I'm totally on a, well, it's all good. No, I'm with you. Um, I'm with you. Keep and going. so, <laughs> like, like making them aware of what they're not, like, of what already exists uh-huh. inside of them, so that as they move forward into this adolescence thing, it's like, oh yeah, I have a truth. Yes. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God, spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 
35 different meal choices and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. Hey friends, as a podcast listener myself, I always get so excited to share when I find a new show that I think is super useful. So today I want to tell you about Understood Explains. This is a podcast that tackles one important topic per season. And this season is all about navigating individualized education plans and is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. Getting the support our kids need in school can feel tricky, and we aren't always sure what it is that they need. When I listened to the episode titled, Does My Child Need an IEP? It offered up so much useful information that I could really see supporting parents who are in this consideration. The host is so knowledgeable and really breaks down the content in a way that helps listener go from completely overwhelmed to actually starting to feel empowered. Other episodes in the series highlight the difference between IEPs and 504 plans, as well as a whole episode that busts common myths about special education. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains wherever you listen to podcasts. That's Understood Explains. So check it out. You won't be sorry. Yes, because also when you're saying, what do I think, what do I believe? I mean, sometimes I still have no idea. Oh, yeah. All these tells are valuable, too, you know. Totally. So part of what I like to offer is, like, yeah, just that initial sitting down, and that's, you know, what are in the, the program, like the foundational program, the things that I offer, like, sitting down, and like, yeah, well, what, what do I actually think about that? What is anger to me? What is it even sadness? What, what actually helps me? What do I already know that comforts me? What do I already know that, you know, helps me feel confident? And, you know, start from there. Right. Uh, I love and- that. Well, and I think that it's probably so much easier for them. And I wonder, in your work, um, mm-hmm. If you find that, I just feel like they're, they're close. They've, they've created less, there's less space. There's less barrier or armor or whatever you want to call it, layers for them to peel back to get to that place when they're eight, nine, 10, 11. Yes, absolutely. I mean, cause it doesn't even, yeah, they don't even exist yet. Right. <laughs> in terms of development. And that's where we're talking about, like, why that's that sweet bottom spot of teaching, because there's yeah. also not those layers to peel back to get them to listen to you and to, like, connect with them. Right. <laughs> so, uh, and it's never too late, right? It's never oh, too absolutely. late. Absolutely. Oh, it's never too late right now. You could pick up any one of these tools. It's just, and again, you know, I have this special focus on this point of development. 
and also, you know, your work and my mm-hmm. uh, other work and what I see in my, you know, the whole vision of the project is, yeah, starting even earlier than that and mm-hmm. also continuing as, a, as an adult, for sure. Yeah. Never stops. For sure. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in the last eight months or so, I've been doing work, transformational leadership work with some amazing other humans. And, you know, it's... Um, it's, in, it's incredible and inspiring and heartbreaking all at the same time when you're in a space. I'm 43. There were people, you know, in their 60s, people in their 20s, and all in between, literally for the first time in their life, recognizing that the layers were there and yeah. that the <laughs> layers, right? And realizing that not only were the layers to peel back there, but <clears throat> that, excuse me, the layers actually were like controlling the trajectory of their life, right? Past hurt, past pain, insecurity, all of that stuff. And so like, what a gift (laughs) to start with these young. I'm like starting to think of these people having their minds blown like that. Like, whoo! Oh yeah, (laughs) it's been amazing. And, and, yeah, and it's all a celebration. Like it's pointless to be like, oh man, how long, why did it take so long? Unity, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could see it that way, sure. But I, yeah, I think it's beautiful to see it as, yeah, how grateful. Yeah. <laughs> so talk about, talk a little bit about mindfulness um, in this, in this context, because this is something that I'm passionate about as well. I find that most of my, like, I've done a few podcasts, well, many actually around <laughs> mindfulness, but I'm typically talking about parents uh-huh. getting their minds together. Which and is an important step. For in sure, for children, sure. Because, yeah. right, we've got all these layers that we don't realize are driving our life. So it's like, hello, <laughs> mindfulness. Um, also, you know, beginning the work of supporting our kids. And I, you know, and I do it in my own home. And um, and it's, you know, the, the response is, is inf- interesting, right? So I've got one child that's like, oh, yeah, mom, I'm going to go meditate. You know, or I, or I say, oh, wow, what helped you? Because I noticed you got it together and came back into the room. And he yeah. says, oh, I just meditated. Oh, nice. awesome. Ooh, Whereas yeah. my <laughs> other child, you know, huge eye roll, like, I don't want to do that. That's your thing, you know, and... How can we help them see the value? That's (laughs) wonderful that you have that full participation, like totally gets it on board, child. Um, You know, a lot, I think, there's two things that come up for me there. Like one is just whatever it was that your son uh, accomplished by that, he saw Mm -hmm. the value in it, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. side of oh that's mom's thing that's so weird whatever there has to be a way for your daughter to get like well what's this going to do for me it doesn't have to be the same way you don't have to go meditate in your room like your brother you don't have to do what mom does but like and it doesn't have to be for the same reason you know so like what are some of the reasons that could benefit her even like what are those entry points maybe it's even like well you're stressed before a test or Mm -hmm. you know something that feels less vulnerable (laughs) even and really practical that's going to be like oh okay you know and start easing in another way too is I like using things as games like one of the things I have it like a resource I have is like a mindfulness challenge so it's you gaining gaining points she she might be too old she could be suspicious but oh god um, I can see the eye roll she's at school and I can see the eye roll from here oh, yeah 
Uh, so this might be, yeah, for that, like, eight and nine, where they're like, oh, fun, a game. Right. Uh, but, yeah, like, what's the value going to be for her in her life? Like, is she an athlete and it's something that can yeah. help her? Or is she, like, science and research oriented? So if you present to her, well, did you know that there are multiple studies that show that you can increase your grade or what, whatever it is, it's going to be her buy-in, right. you know? And also the ways that, that it can do. Like maybe, like, sitting silently and meditating isn't it. You know, maybe it's, like, looking at stars or clouds move or, mm-hmm. or movement, you know, whatever pathway it's going right. to be for her. So, you know, and then not just her, but, you know, in the larger sense, too. I think that that's really how you can. Um, and then I was just thinking, too, of, like, that idea of, like, how to teach, you know, in terms of having that freedom to explore what you want to do and what's going to be authentic for you, having kids. Because there are. It's, like, natural for, for a kid to be like, I'm not going to do that just because you do it and yeah. that's not. Cool. But yeah. what if that really Even though I'm like, I'm super cool. I do not know what you're talking about. By the way, like most of the world does yoga. So it's not just yeah. my thing. Like we all on. know everyone listening is <laughs> you're super cool. But <laughs> right? Um, Except for my 14 year old. All of her friends think I'm cool. No, I'm just kidding. Well, okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I know that'll happen to me anytime. Um, but um, yeah, like what if that is going to be something really authentic, you know, so helping and I don't know exactly, you know, oh, this is how you're going to exactly do that. But right. like just helping to identify between like, no, just because mom does that, that's not really for me. Or like, even though she does like, you know what, that's actually pretty helpful. And you know, that's why she does it, you know, right. but that's interesting. So uh, yeah, again, I don't have any wisdom for exactly quite how to, to do that. But. Well, at the end of the day, she'll be a mom one day and I will get the call. There you go. <laughs> If nothing else, I can wait for that. What are some other practices, Carly, that you share with the girls and through your work? I'm so excited to talk more about the chakra girls. Oh, yeah. Um, But we're not there yet. But what are some other, and or if it overlaps, that's okay, too. But for strengthening and developing that authentic voice, what are some other tools that you use? Um, I mean, other than the things we talked about, you know, and foundationally, but actual like practices, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's all different. Part of what I try to do, and just as I think that way anyway, and I enjoy being creative and, you know, using all different modalities, but it's helping, especially at this age, give access to all different kinds of things in all different kinds of, that can um, be meaningful to all different kinds of learning styles and just, you know, just different ways of being. So um, reflection and self-awareness that can be taught through journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, it can also, you know, be through conversation. I like doing a lot of like teaching, like we had been talking about yoga. Um, mm-hmm. So whether it's teaching full yoga classes or teaching how to, use different poses or small meditations, um, tools like affirmations I love, um, helping create uh, personal like altars or talismans that mm. kind of remember like what you know about authentic voice. So you're just like, okay, this is, you know, you connect to that and you just know, all right, yes, this is what it's reminding me of. Well, um, would you paint a picture so. of what that could look like? I know that, you know, it's it would happening. be, indiv- yeah, 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 or an altar uh, or whatever. Cause I don't, you know, I'm gonna just not yes. assume that everybody knows, but. No, absolutely. And I mean, I even, I used to even be scared to talk about the, say the word altar. Cause it's like not a thing you go and you pray to, unless you desire to do that, mm-hmm. unless that's 
you're interested in. Um, but it's a way, um, you know, and that's, again, we're going to talk about it, but what the chakra girls are. But so, for example, in my practice, um, there would be all different kinds of art supplies available. And sometimes it would be that a girl, we kind of focus in on a certain theme or, or there would be a quote that she really likes. Or we might even look up a quote right then, you know, like something that can help you remember to listen to your inner truth. And it could mm. be like a, you know, and we, she could either maybe make a sign of it, like that she would post in her room or mm -hmm. a bracelet. And I would have different charms that would have themes that, you know, could help you. Um, or it could just be the act of creating a piece of art Mm -hmm. that just in itself you wouldn't know but like you talk about it and kind of infuse it with the meaning of when I look at this I'm gonna remember that I can speak up for myself mm -hmm. or I can you know and attribute a, a mantra to it and sometimes we would write actual mantras on bracelets or necklaces or t-shirts there's so many fun kind of creative ways love it can do it yeah okay so let's talk about the shocker girls okay <laughs> sure <laughs> so in terms of the uh, guess i'll just start with that talisman kind of thing so um one thing in terms like i told you like my personal growth path um it really inspired me and informed a lot of what i really everything i mm -hmm. share with the younger girls and it's like how can i adapt that information and bring it to them in a way that fits for them right um, and when I was studying, started studying yoga and really gravitated towards the chakra system and mm -hmm. the teachings of it, and it helped me in so many different ways. Will you, I, yeah, will yeah. you talk a little bit about, just for people that aren't familiar? Sure. Of what the chakra system yeah. is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a it's a subtle, it's very ancient, different forms of it have been st studied and used in cultures all across the world. It's an ancient form of a subtle body system, so an energetic system in your body, idea being that you have these seven energy system, energy, mm -hmm. spiraling energy centers at seven mm -hmm. points along uh, your body, and that each one is responsible for a different uh, type of energy and feeling. Um, mm -hmm. Initially, they were used, you know, just meditating on the energy and clearing it, clearing out everything you needed to kind of get you from the earth world's uh, brought to the West, it was brought all this psychology and how you can apply, like it just became attached with lifestyle and like, mm -hmm. um, and psychological themes and how you can use different tools and use the different elements and different aspects of the chakras to balance, to bring balance to mm -hmm. your life. Um, and that's the part that I really gravitate towards um, is is using it as a framework for like, here's all these juicy, like this wonderful framework for personal growth that yeah. is you follow it, um, it just kind of gives you the things you need in all different levels to be your balanced, healthiest self. I yeah. mean, as simply and kind of maybe complex and mumbled as I got, as I got that, but. <laughs> no, I think that was fine. And I, <laughs> I love, the more I can learn about chakras, I, I love it. And for listeners, so the first, can we just like run through them really quick? Oh, so sure. Yeah. Um, so there's, there, I mean, I'm not going to go into that. There's all different kinds of systems of chakras, but the one that's most yeah, just the basic, used, and perfect. it's so fun because <laughs> it goes with the rainbow colors, which right. is also another reason I like it because it's just fun. <laughs> um, but the root chakra is connected is connected to like a grounding in a sense of survival. So mm -hmm. 
for like adults, it's that sense of, you know, getting your security, your stability, your home, your financial life in place. Mm -hmm. And for girls, you know, that sense of grounding and feeling safe. The second chakra is creativity um, in the social world. Mm -hmm. For adults, it's more connected to sexuality. So I've adapted it for girls to be connected to the world of friendship. Mm -hmm. um, and helping them with uh, positive thinking, creativity, and flow. The third chakra is right at your core, mm -hmm. right at your solar plexus, and it's like power, uh, inner fire, and power, and being confident in the world, and getting things done, and active. Mm -hmm. And then you move up to your heart chakra, which is uh, love, compassion, gratitude, uh, self-love, um, and being able to see the through that lens, mm -hmm. uh, your throat chakra, uh, balancing that gives you the courage to speak your truth mm -hmm. and to communicate positively. Also to listen mm -hmm. <laughs> can be a difficult one. Your third eye chakra, right at your third eye, is responsible for intuition, listening to your inner voice. Um, it's also where for the girls, I put the worlds of emotions and just learning about that, the balance of that in general. Um, and that whole kind of, you know, inner worlds of thoughts and feelings. Um, and then the crown chakra is like the closest connected to kind of like a higher mm -hmm. uh, divine. And I don't go into anything religious in any of my teachings, but if you do practice spiritual spirituality or you have a religion, you know, you might connect that belief in that mm -hmm. higher but the way I use it is like believing anything's possible, being able to envision something and manifest it, using your ima imagination, um, having hope and faith, following your dreams. Um, so yeah. Love so it. And and how does that, so how does, so, thank you for going through all of those. I love chakras. No, sure. I love them too. I mean, so. You right know. now I've been working on my possible. third, yeah, I've been working on my third chakra and Excellent. my fifth personally. My, I can my, send you my learning guys. Okay, okay. You're welcome to uh, you. use them and the tools. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. We'll talk about your learning guys. Like talk about what your offer is. I already sent your website out to oh, a friend sure. of mine who I has mean, a fifth grader. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're, uh, the, what they are centered around is what we've been you know, alluding to as these characters called the chakra girls that I created, which are my way to bring what we just talked about mm -hmm. and the teachings of them and the inspiration of them to girls in the form of these empowering, diverse superhero characters, which also meets my other mission of contributing to more When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? 
Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Diverse, body positive, uh, mm-hmm. female superhero characters in the world mm-hmm. for girls up to. Um, but yeah, that's, um, and so the guides that I'm currently offering, it's like the first part of an empowerment program I created. That's kind of like my, like, here's what you could fill in that backpack. Like here's what's good. You know, an introduction of helping girls build this framework for personal growth that they can use throughout their life and using the chakra girls and the chakra system is a framework for doing that. And like I said, I adapted it. So the themes really made sense two girls that age and they can start, you know, connecting it. But what's really cool is like, if you were going to use that, like if you had a a girl, like, because you're studying chakras on your own, Mm -hmm. you would be able to easily apply anything that you're learning, any wisdom that you've gotten into that, you know, Oh, hopefully she would listen to you. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm looking for any angle I can take Carly. Well, that's why I stopped working with teens. No, just- <laughs> <laughs> we're good. We're good over here. So I see. So, um, and there's, okay. So then there's also a parent guide. So you support parents in. Oh yeah. In. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, well, the reason um, I have a special, what I noticed through my private practice was that I, you know, I worked with, with all ages in my private practice and I work with the teenagers And they would just get dropped off and they would get picked up. And, you know, Mm -hmm. there would maybe be some interaction if there was something, maybe be a parent uh, meeting. But typically I just work with them. With the tweens, there was really this balance. And it was always finding that balance of giving the the girl this private space to be able to talk. But also she's not ready to just figure everything out on her own. And the parents aren't ready like there isn't this total independence you know and there needs to be this this balance of what the parents are offering and what their natural style is with whatever I'm teaching or helping Mm -hmm. with or it's Mm -hmm. not going to work you know so that's why when I was focusing on this age group like I really want to help support the parents at this level too so for example in the parent guide it's part of the the learning guides it's it's a way like I said for you to um one the guides are set up so you have a chance to kind of have those ends of having those casual and like filtering kind of filtering mm-hmm. in your system in a casual way that is undetectable as a lecture or a kind of lesson <laughs> you know Yay. I'm saying it will always work, but that is the intention behind it. You know, there's a conversation game in the guides, but the parent guide uh, overviews the themes of what the girls will be learning, and so gives you a chance to reflect on, like, it, not in a lesson, but what can, what kind of change can you make? So, if mm-hmm. your daughter was going through that guide, you know, that that 
third chakra guide, the yellow guide, you could say, okay, well, what changes? The changes that you're making, even though you're not saying, hey, guess what? I'm working on my root, a third chakra. Do you notice it? She'll notice it <laughs> by the empowering, by the energy that you're bringing about. You know, so it gives parents a chance to kind of figure out and use it as a framework for the values they want to impart and the wisdom that they have and how they want to, you know, what do you want to teach your daughter about friendship, about confidence, about authentic voice about following your dreams you know so that's what the parent guide is is gives that and that kind of balance between you know they're not totally just on their own so right getting like a, a mix of an independent and a collaborative experience I love this Carly and you know I think it's also yeah. important to remember that as you look at your eight nine ten year old like the you know, I don't want to say this as the teen years are are coming, but you know, but and it's yeah. not, and it's not. Also, it's not anything that you should be dreading. Um, but it definitely, not. it's yeah. definitely like, wow, we're in it, you know, and it's, um, it's no, a fascinating journey, yeah. and I love this. I love what you've created. Um, yeah. I wish I would have known you like five <laughs> years ago, but that's okay. It didn't exist. Don't worry. <laughs> But thank you. So, um, yay. Any final thoughts before we close? I'm going to make sure that your um, links, like all the links, listeners, links to Carly's work are going to be all over the show notes so that you can check out these really cool guides and consider um, bringing them into your home as tools for you and your daughter. But is there any, do you have any other final thoughts, Carly, just around supporting our girls, their authenticity, mindfulness? What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I have, there's just so so much. So I think I'll just, you know, circle it back around to just kind of, you know, offering an appreciation for, for what you do and that piece oh, and how that's you. aligned with, you know, what I really think uh, is one of the integral pieces here, especially for this age, like to start with that foundation of creating that safe space at home. So when, you know, again, it doesn't, it's not this terrible, doesn't have to be this terrible traumatic situation, but there are changes that Mm -hmm. happen in your body and your brain when you're a teenager that can be stormy. There just are. It's a fact. (laughs) So if you can create a safe foundation for that and have like you offer like something like that family meeting that Mm -hmm. and that foundation of tools and et cetera, if you can have that ready, (laughs) you have those roots down, you can, you're going to be set up pretty well before you even have started anything else. Awesome. Well, Carly, my last (laughs) question that I always end with that you know, you know what's coming. (laughs) What does joyful courage mean to you? Yes, I just, I've been thinking about this since I read it. I just, I love it. It's my favorite part of your podcast and like seeing what everyone else says. And um, I just, I think of it both like, it kind of actually is the same answer but is as being as being a mom and as being someone who is has blessed enough to be able to you know follow my passion mm-hmm. um like a gratitude I just keep coming back to gratitude because mm-hmm. it's like it's terrifying <laughs> to do embark upon these things and you need that courage but it's with such joy because you're so grateful to have I'm so grateful to have that opportunity to even be doing these things. So that's, that's what it means to me. Yeah. Love and that. I'll keep thinking about it too. I like having different definitions. Well, yeah. Well, and it's funny. I mean, when, if you come back on the show, I'll ask you again and I, yeah. and you will, it's, and, and I don't have like a stock answer to that yeah. question either. So I'm always, 
I always love it when somebody asks me, right? Because I'm like, well, today it looks like. I'm not going to put you on the spot right now. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, Carly, where can listeners find you and follow your work? What are your social media handles, your website, all that stuff? Yeah, uh, right now the easiest way is I'm actually uh, switching it to be the, uh, and you can find me there at innerrainbowproject.com. You can find all of my connection and all of my social media links are underneath. Um, Okay. I have a Pinterest that has some good uh, activities and different things for parents and tween girls and, and Facebook and all that kind of stuff. Innerrainbowproject.com. Yeah. All right. Great. Well, I'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for taking time to come on. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. So great having Carly on the show. Be sure to check the show notes for links to connect with her and follow her work. I really resonated with listening to her talk about supporting our girls in connecting to their inner knowing, especially as I parent a 14-year-old girl. The messaging is everywhere. It's everywhere. And, you know, we don't live in a cave. She's on social media, she's out in the world, and it's really tough to get away from that cultural pressure, right? That pop culture messaging. And um, it's just work. It's, It's work and it's conversations and it's revisits and it's modeling. There's so much that goes into it. And I just love, I wish I had known Carly when my sweet Rowan was eight or nine, um, and it's all good. And and now you know Carly. So definitely check her out. If you are raising daughters, you're going to want to jump on her website. Oh my gosh. She talked a little bit about um, the Rainbow Girls, the Chakra Girls. Oh, they're so cute. They are seriously so cute. And um, you're going to want to uh, play around with that offer of hers. So I have a couple announcements. Announcements. It's we're nearing the end of May, which is wild. I am nearing the end of the fifth month of the Living Joyful Courage member program, which has been an incredible journey with a really phenomenal, wise, supportive, beautiful group of parents who show up for each other in ways I never, I mean, it's just been it's been glorious to watch them support each other and and hold each other accountable and share. Um, and it's for everybody, right? It's for everybody. The end of June, the Living Joyful Courage membership will open up again to new members. And um, that's super exciting. So 
be on the lookout for posts about that. You can actually join the interest list right now to stay tuned in to what's happening there. June 14th, I'm going to run another Joyful Courage 10. So this one is going to be within the context of preparing for the summer because summer's right around the corner. And some of us, if we are work from home or stay at home moms, that means lots of time with our kids. But even even those of you that are working moms who have kids that are going to camp, it's going to be a shift, right? It's a shift in the dynamic of the home and a shift in the relationship. So I'm going to hold another Joyful Courage 10, which will be a deep dive intensive daily practice around intention, around being the parent that you want to be, around really being in the practice of bringing those intentions, those ways of being to your relationship with your children so as to influence it in a way where everybody's connected and and you're appreciating the outcome, right? We want to increase the likelihood of cooperation, of connection, of contribution, and we can influence it in the way that we, the grown-up, we be. So Joyful Courage 10 is going to start on June 14th. Is that right? Yup. And it'll run through June 23rd. And that will be daily, short, daily emails. We'll have a Facebook group and I will do daily Facebook lives. So I will run um, grounding. So like a grounding meditation every day and then a little content on Facebook lives every day that you can either watch live or you can catch later um, if the timing doesn't work for you. So that is coming up. I have a link in the show notes to sign up for that Joyful Courage 10 Summer Edition. Check it out. There is also currently a podcast contest going on. So I have these great, great mantra bracelets that um, my sweet friend Antonia has created for me, specifically for my parent community. And that's you. And um, and they're really powerful. And they're all designed around that intentional practice of way of being. So you can jump on the website, joyfulcourage.com slash mantra dash bracelet and check them out and buy some. Or you can share your favorite podcast, share it around, tag me in it. Talk about what you love about the podcast. Tag me, tag me, tag me. So I see it. And every time you share a podcast, you get a little point. And the person with the most points at the end of the month, actually the three top point earners at the end of the month will win their choice of what is left of the mantra bracelet. So that is my way of enticing you, inviting you, encouraging you to share this podcast because you love it. You keep tuning in and listening to it. So if you love it, guess what? Your people are going to love it too. And you know what? Parents do not really know how to listen to podcasts. I mean, you guys do. You're doing a great job of listening to podcasts. That is evident in the way that you show up every week and listen. And there's a lot of people where I'll say, oh, you, you know, here's my new podcast. And they'll say, oh, I'll watch it later. And then I get to say, well, actually, it's not a video. It's an audio. And they're like, oh, or they'll say, what's a podcast? Or, you know, they won't even realize that on the newer iPhones, there's a podcast app already there, you know, and they're like, oh, I, I didn't even know what that was for. So do me a favor, help me out in educating everybody on how to listen to podcasts. And then 
educate them on the podcasts that you love. And I know that this is one of those podcasts because, like I said, you listen. So thank you. Get in on that contest. I'm really excited. Um, And then finally, I'm going to be in Denver in July, and I'm hoping to run an intensive parent workshop. So I want to, I'm going to be in in Denver or Boulder area. I'm working with a girlfriend on the ground there to create this. And I'd love to do a three or four hour intensive parenting workshop. So if you are in the area of Denver or Boulder and you are interested in, in meeting up, get in touch, get in touch. I'm looking at July 20th as the date for that. It's a Thursday. So let's see what kind of magic we can create. I would love to be in service to you in person. So let me know what you think about that. All right. I think that's all I've got. So appreciate you. If you're not already in the Live in Love with Joyful Courage Facebook group, head on over there. Ask to join. You will be accepted. It's a great place for support and celebration. You can find Joyful Courage, the business page on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, As always, if you have any feedback, feel free to email me, Casey at joyfulcourage.com. I will respond and I will truly appreciate anything that you have to say. So have a beautiful day. Take care of yourself. Do some stretches, drink some water. I'll see you soon. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model. So that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.